All right, yeah, so Dom, usually there's like this awkward uh, moment before we actually start, and that's what we put like before the music. Yeah. But it's usually like around this moment. It's, it's like so what we're funny. in right now. I was telling Jude, <laughs> I was like, well, I should probably listen to this podcast before I go on it. So I Which is hurtful. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's really... I tried doing it while working, and I had to stop the podcast because I was laughing so hard, and I didn't want to interrupt everyone else working, but I was dying. Like, I had to walk away. (laughs) It was so fun. I couldn't do it. I couldn't work and listen to your podcast. Dom Dom literally had to take a nap. I had to to tap out. (laughs) All right. So we're gonna get this thing rolling, 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 rolling on the river. They see me rolling. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of different rollings. All right, well, here we go. Welcome to Go Forth, everybody. I'm here, your boy Christian, on Go Forth. What's up, dudes and chicks? This is your boy Jude, although some people call me Crab. Um, Crab, you didn't say what's up, dudes and chicks. Anyway, today we have a very special guest. Um, I'll allow him to introduce himself because he's a grown man. Well, thank you for noticing, dude. (laughs) It's what I do. Most people... Don't say that. But most people, most people still ask you if you're above the age of twelve. Actually, I was with. So I'm twenty. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Just Wait, like, what is your name? <laughs> oh, my name's Dominic. By the way, <laughs> Dominic. Where are you from? I'm Dominic? from Atlanta, Georgia, a town baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I a little about me. Uh, I went to public school until eighth grade and then went to Catholic high school, a small little one called Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia. Changed my life, not to be cliche or anything, but it did. And then I did a mission year with Jude and Christian, um, after 2017, and then uh, it was awesome. Did it in New Orleans, lived a year there. And then after that, I went to the seminary for a year and lived what's called the novitiate. So I, I like to call it the boot camp for the man of God because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's intense, but it's so awesome. It was so worth it. And I discerned I wasn't going to be called to be a priest, but it's totally, I left like a, five weeks ago, a little more than a month. And it's, it's been an awesome ride being with God and it's just been doesn't mean it's easy but like I can see like there's just so much God has in store for us if we just want to follow him and yeah that's my intro well we're super glad to have you on the podcast Dom and I'm super excited about our topic today I'm really excited this is one of my favorite parts about the Catholic faith. 
and um, we should probably announce what that topic is. Jude, how about you? Uh, how about you do that? Hey, that. thanks, thanks, Crab. Wait, Dom, was that the intro that you were so excited? Like, no. Oh, it was just so you. Me. You have something else <laughs> to say. Yeah, I have something else to say, but you can you can go first. But wait, I want. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want anybody to be waiting. Like, what's Dom's big news? Right, you know right. what I mean. So, just to get everyone else caught up, like I have eleven toes. Dom, <laughs> at least I can. <laughs> if I did, I would admit it. All right. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Y'all planned that. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, sweet. And so, it's about saints. I'm like, what in the world? And there's so much to say, I don't know what to say. Wait, Tom, you already lied. How what? can we have you on this podcast? I lied? I invited you to be on the podcast. Well, both of you, you invited toot. me. You invited me. And then Jude invited me and then told me all the details except for the uh, time we were going to start. I, well, I guess I, Jude's I invited, just more special. I invited him more extensively, Crab. <laughs> like, right. I sh- I showed up with gifts, and you sent him a fax. Oh, great! <laughs> no, no, I get it. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. Unloved, I, I'm, unwanted. I will shout out to Christian. He's he's my boy. He invited me. I, I'm not gonna lie. He did invite me first. Yeah, <laughs> in your face, Jude. It's no Jude hurt invited here. Me, invited me second. <laughs> Second time's a charm. Or, yeah. I think that's... Right. Anyway. So, but anyway. What happened? What happened? So, I was thinking, and Jude told me the topic that it's probably going to be saints. So, I'm like, what in the world? Why would we... I mean, I have a lot to say about saints. And I know y'all do, because we're diehard Catholics who lived as missionaries and I as a seminarian. But, first I wanted to just introduce, why do we like the saints? Because some people that aren't Catholic are like, you guys worship people. Like, you're not even worshiping God. Or why do you give so much devotion to saints? Like, you do weird things like go and kneel at their all Or, at like, that you put them and build these massive churches over them and name them after them. And it's like you're taking away from God, but... It's quite on the contrary. What we do is uh, we see how much they loved God and how holy they were. And I was praying my rosary the other day, and it was one of those moments where you're like, I don't want to pray my rosary, but you're like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to pray the, my rosary. And like in the first like five moments or five seconds i was blessed by that like conquering oh i don't want to pray right now and in the creed i was saying the part where uh i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints and it hit me because i have i was thinking about saints we believe in the communion of saints and what that means to my understanding is we believe 
in a group of people who actually did what we all strive to do. They lived holiness. They lived a life full of loving God. And once they die, we believe that they're so powerful, like they're with God, but they can still, uh, they, they still, just because they're dead, they, they're not constrained anymore. They, we can still have a relationship with them who is with God in heaven, which is kind of crazy to think about. But like, there, there are ways to inspire us to have a model to live holiness. And that's why we revere them so much, I guess. So that's my two cents. Boom. Shoot. Attaboy, well, Dom. You did much better than I would have at explaining that right now. <laughs> that was like the perfect intro to this topic. That's yeah, crazy. Now, Jesus is working. <laughs> it's Mama it's Mary. actually... Mama Mary, actually. She's the good hey. insides. Yeah. Mary faux show. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. Well, um, that's, that's the beans. We're talking about saints today. Straight up. And it was crazy. The other day I was at this little like uh, gathering and I got to talking with this guy across the table from me and he said like he was raised kind of Catholic, kind of Christian, kind of confused, kind of didn't know what he was raised. And um, so we got talking and I was like, well, like what, what, why is it difficult for you to like live out your Catholic faith or whatever? Like, I don't remember how we got here and he was like i just don't like the way catholics worship saints <laughs> and i kind of like looked at him crazy and i was like i was like okay antonio shout out antonio i told him to listen to this i was like this weekend we're making a podcast on the saints and you should definitely listen to it so um <clears throat> yeah if we could kind of we already did kind of like a podcast on the saints but we can maybe hammer that home again like why we love the saints like dom just explained um so yeah let's get it yeah um, and i think that the idea for it is we've each picked a saint or two and we're just gonna share like a few awesome things about them like maybe a little bit about their life and then something that's super cool about their life and then maybe by like hearing and discussing all these things, we can come to a better understanding of why the saints are so freaking awesome. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. You guys doing all right? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just trying to listen and not get distracted by all these cool St. Therese quotes right now. <laughs> oh, snap. He's ready. No, I wasn't ready. I just Googled him right now. <laughs> his, cl his clip is loaded. <laughs> loaded oh, fire. my gosh. Sweet. Well, well Crab, Crab, you want to start us off? I could, yeah. My dog. All right. Well, my saint, my favorite saint out of all the saints. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We're all my favorite so saint. Proud. Hey, are you guys going to let me go? I'm, I'm just, just proud, proud of, of you. I can't help it. <laughs> it's overwhelming, right. man. My favorite saint out of all the saints is none other than Saint John Bosco. He's my confirmation saint. And really? he's just, 
an awesome guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, quick little rundown. So, he grew up in a small little peasant family. And, like, when he was, he was little, he would go around town and he would teach the other kids religion. And he would, like, make them go to church and stuff. And you wonder, like, oh, how did he get all these kids to go? He would impress them with, like, magic tricks and acrobatics and stuff. So he'd just go around town, like, doing magic tricks and acrobatics. And, and the kids were enthused. He'd be like, oh, come to Mass with me. Or, like, let's go pray. And it worked. And he'd, like, get all these kids to go to Mass and stuff. Um, and then later on in his life, he was encouraged by a priest to join seminary. And... Then he became a priest, and his main apostolate in his life was, like, working with the youth, like, working with young boys. Um, and the main reason is because he wanted to keep them out of trouble, because he'd walk around the city of Turin all the time, and he'd, he'd see all these kids getting into trouble. He's like, well, how can I make a difference? And the difference he would make is by filling their time with stuff that was good. So pulling them out of the bad areas and filling their time with good things. And this basically means that, like, on Sundays, he would gather all the kids at what he called the oratory, and they would have mass, and they'd play sports, and he'd give talks and stuff. And this was basically his whole life. This is what he did. But there's so many cool little things along the way um, that happened. And I just wanted to share one of my favorite stories. I read this awesome big book on St. John Bosco. And this was one of the coolest things that happened in the book to me. Um, so at one point, this was like before they had any property, right? He was living with his mom and he was trying to take care of all these kids. And it was like all these homeless kids, all these orphans. And they, he would pull them off the streets and he'd have them sleep in their house. Um, and sometimes he'd wake up and the kids would be gone and they'd like steal a bunch of stuff or... I mean, some, it didn't always go that bad, but after a while, there were so many kids that they, they had to do something else. So he went and found this guy that was selling a house, and the guy wanted 80,000 lire, which is like the currency over there. It's a lot of times. It's a lot of liars. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So the, the owner wanted 80,000 lire for this house. And Don Bosco didn't think it was worth that much. He was like, I'll, uh, I'll offer you 30000 cash within the next few weeks. And so the guy accepted the offer. And the only problem with all of this is that Don Bosco had zero money. Like, <laughs> he did not have a dollar to his name. And he just didn't offered have any two. liars. <laughs> <laughs> or just one. He just, <laughs> he just offered this dude 30000 Like, imagine you had $0, and then you offered someone $30,000 for the next few weeks. You'd probably be screwed. Probably. Um, yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> so, he, like, goes back home, and he's talking to his mom, and his mom was, like, super skeptical and super annoyed about it all like, why would you do that that was so stupid of you like how are you how the heck are you gonna pay for all this and he asked her this question he said if you had the money would you give it to me and she like was kind of struck and she's like well, of course i would i love you of course i'd give you the money if i had it and he said 
I, I don't know if this is exactly what he said, but it's somewhere along these lines. He said, is my heavenly mother not greater than you? Roasted. <laughs> boy had to roast his mom like that. Damn, boy. And then long story short, within the next few weeks, he got $30,000, like out of nowhere. Just random people, benefactors. Mama Mary did it again. Right? So the coolest, my favorite part about John Bosco is he had such a big trust in Mary. Um, and if you don't know about Mary, you have to go listen to our episode about Mary. Yeah, dude. Which back. Mom? I do have to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so John Bosco, super awesome guy. Um, one of my favorite books about him, it's called The 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco. I suggest you all go check it out. And that is my rundown on my favorite set. That is a good you know, book. It's, it's kind of funny because when, when Crab and I were in Europe, I would like walk into his little dorm room and he would just be like sitting there like stunned. And I'd be like, Christian, are you okay? And he'd be like, no, bro, you have to read this dream by John Bosco. <laughs> And I was, I was like, "Are you like, dude? It's almost midnight. Are you all right right now?" <laughs> he's like, "No, bro. okay. Let me just read it to you." Like, all right, this is happening. Here we go. That was awesome. Oh, man. That is so cool. So, um, sweet. Okay, Dom. Yeah. Give it, give it to us. Who is your favorite saint? You already kind of spoiled it, but you can tell us again. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say that one again until I'll say that one for later. Oh, he's are we doing pump two? fake. Yeah, yeah, we can do whatever. Pump fake. So I want to start out with an obscure one that no one probably has ever heard of because he's not exactly a saint yet, but he's like blessed, which is somewhere on the process of becoming one. So he's pretty much there. I mean, let's give it to him. But his name <laughs> is Clemens August von Gallen. Whoa. And actually, his name is like seven different names. I uh, The only reason I know him is because when I was in the seminary, there's this cool tradition on Christmas Eve that instead of like getting presents on Christmas, we get this, we have this long dinner with like five courses. It's the only time we ever do this in the whole year. It's a great community and it's awesome. And so like... In between courses, someone gives a talk, and then a bunch of brothers go up, and you get your saint of the year. Like, this is the guy that you're going to look into for the rest of the year, and you're going to pray to and build this relationship. And you have, I go up, and I'm like, I want someone epic, like a John Paul II. I go up and get this Clemens Auguste von Gallen. Like, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> and... So I just don't look into him because there's literally nothing on him that I can find in the middle of a novitiate because you're literally living under a rock. But I end up looking into it eventually and finding this book about him. And he's known as the Lion of Monster. Super epic. And he he was a bishop during World War II in Germany under the Nazi regime. And he's just known for not giving up, like, giving in to the paganism of the Nazis. Not letting them, I guess, influence who he is. And as a bishop leading the church into not letting them 
influence them, which obviously they did a lot. Like, total struggles with knowing it. But he's not a guy. He, he was... I'm going to read you this quote by him. And this, he says, I encourage them each who was able to serve the fatherland. I have done this because I believe I must be a good example for my community. So basically, he was there to prove that you can love the church and you can love your nation. It's still, like, those, those aren't against each other. And, like, they're basically, he was grow, they were in an environment where they wanted to make the country their god, their, their race their god. But Clemens the Gospel on God, and the reason he has such an epic name and is because he grew up in a, I guess, I forget what it's called exactly, but like, I wouldn't say royalty, but like, his family was in the Middle Ages, I guess, like of knights. They were knights. And so he's all about the chivalry and like fighting for your nation. And that's what he was growing up in, like. His father was pretty influential, and his brother, who ended up going and probably politics, like he did it too. But he went as a priest and as a bishop later on. And basically, he's saying, "You, there, it's not. I'm a like in our sense, I'm not American or Catholic. You, you can be an American Catholic. In our, that's how it applies to us, but." When it comes to the point of, hey, I have to choose one or the other, and the, the, basically when the Nazis put the gun up at your head and you're like, I am, like, you're not being disgraceful to your country by saying, I will not disown my faith. In, in fact, you're being obedient to both God and your country because they're showing you this, they're giving you two options be German, basically deny your faith or die. And what he said was dying is still being obedient and faithful to your German heritage, but it's also being faithful to the higher authority of God, which I thought was amazing. and just mind-blowing. And he's famous for these massive three, like, sermons he did, because if you get, if you spoke anything, they'd shoot you, but after so many times... He's like, I can't, I have to say something. So he had these three big speeches that you can probably Google or find. And they're super awesome. Uh, there's this bit on the cover of the book. It's just like, on the back, it's basically Hitler hated this guy's guts. And in order, because the people of Germany loved him so much, he knew that he couldn't kill them or else he wouldn't be able to keep Germany together mm, so he's geez. like yeah so hitler was like talking about this guy he's like revenge is best served cold so he's gonna first win the war and then destroy von gallen but instead von gallen's the other quote is like i had to speak i, I i'm gonna butcher it but because i couldn't find it but it's like i had to say what was black is black and what is white is white and he was saying that in terms of I love my country, but, like, when you're denying human dignity or the faith or God or claiming to be God yourself or making something that's not God, God, I'm going to point it out. So it's just super epic. 
totally shout out to him. This is awesome. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I didn't either until less than a until year you, ago. <laughs> until you were you were you were pouting about receiving him. Yeah. <laughs> so I read this book and I couldn't put it down and it's like so many thoughts. It's like shoot, this is what did what did I say again? Like read it again. <laughs> Double take. Sweet. Well Jude? Quail? What you got? Um well, I guess I was a little bit confused when we were talking about what we were going to do this podcast on. So, uh, just my go favorite, for it. my favorite saint is was Drew Brees. But we're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- recalculate things. I mean, yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, some things about Drew Brees: he he broke the passing most passing yards. Good man, good man. I mean, he's not. He he does play against the Falcons sometimes. I'm not a Falcon fan, actually. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That's all good. (laughs) I was about to say, okay, walking on sticks here. Here we go. Um, But cut this podcast short. (laughs) When I was in New Orleans, that they say I was like, I'm from Georgia, Atlanta. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like they start falling like, okay, okay. up their fist. Yeah, exactly. And like they throw it out like on. I drive past this mural to one of the schools we'd work at, and it was just like the twenty-eight to three Falcon Patriot game. <laughs> I'm like, guys, you didn't even like play in that game. <laughs> but you gotta uh, yeah. say it is pretty unfortunate. Yeah, that is very unfortunate. I was, New Orleans has a deep hatred for the Falcons. But I understand. I actually, I can say it from a third point of view. I'm a Packer fan, so I really like the the vibes that in the just like I guess the culture. I don't, I don't know if it's the culture, but like. The spirit would be good for the same. The vibes, the culture, and the spirit. Yeah. It's like it's the football cool. trinity. The vibes and the culture. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Yeah. This is all this is all my fault. Um, it is your fault. Usually. <laughs> Usually. I'm, uh, my job in the podcast is to make sure everybody gets distracted and has fun. So that's my that's my official it. job description. I'm sorry, Christian. Uh, I'm sorry, Crash. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, I kind of talked about it in in one of the other podcasts, <clears throat> but definitely one of my favorite saints. Um, somebody who inspires me to be more holy because of his example, which I think mainly that's what the saints are, right? They, they're an inspiration to show us that, hey, even though like life is difficult, um, following God is worth it. And why? Because you look at these saints and they've truly changed the world with the way they lived. For and they sure. did good things, right? Um, so my favorite saint, I would say, is also kind of like, I'm saying he's not a saint yet, but Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, um, which if you've listened to the other podcast, you kind of know a little bit about him, but he was 
a young man who was raised in Italy um, near Turin or in Turin, kind of both. He came from a wealthy family and he just, he had a heart for others. That's how I would explain it. And that's how I've heard others explain it. Like he never fed into the wealth that his family had and made it about himself. So his dad owned La Stampa, which is the the newspaper company La that Stampa. was like, like around <laughs> there in Italy. And they were really well to do. And his parents didn't really practice their faith well. But for some reason, um, he just really, I, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to think about how someone just like really is just responding to the invitation to be a man for others. But he started spending a lot of his time and money on helping the poor. And he did this very humbly. Like he never went tell his parents that he was like giving all his money to the poor, even though they probably thought like our son's wasting all of his money on stuff. I don't know. Um, but I, but he always made sure like his family was um, trying their best to be spiritual, which was uh, truly an inspiration. And then lastly, one, one more thing that kind of comes to mind was the type of friend that he was. He, his friends say they never saw him like drink more than a glass of wine or two beers, or they never heard him curse or they always said he was very like, he was very open to have good conversations and he was always ready to help someone or teach someone to pray, which I think when it, when it comes to friendship, that's the type of friend that we need to be somebody who's able to lift their friends up and be that good Christian example. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not, he died at the age of 24 and at his funeral so his parents this his funeral is kind of where everything came full circle um even though his death is kind of crazy and amazing all in the same sense but at his funeral thousands of homeless people that he had helped over the years showed up and it was in that moment that everybody saw that he truly lived for other people and um yeah just a beautiful example of somebody who's young ready to give himself. And for all those people who think, oh, only, like we said in Sainthood 101, like only priests could be holy or only consecrated people could be holy. Like to show that holiness isn't, holiness isn't far-fetched. Holiness is for everyone. It's what we're all called called to and sanctity as well. Um, so that's, that's the wrap. Shoot. Actually, Judah, I hate to impede on your favorite saint can i say something about him yeah no no absolutely so he's also one of my favorite saints he's freaking awesome but um his death (laughs) so i read this in a book yeah i read books um (laughs) congratulations (laughs) read books congratulations basically it's actually really impressive Christian, Christian gets student of the week. <laughs> it's, like, it's actually really impressive. But honestly, like the only books I read are saints books. Anyways. It's a good thing. Um, Maybe. So basically, he was with his family 
and his grandma got super ill. So his parents like left to go take care of his grandma. And then while they were gone, he got super ill. Um, but he didn't tell anybody. And then the medicine that could have got him better, he had sold it to give the money to the poor. And then he died of this illness. And it was actually polio that he contracted from the sick. Yeah, polio. what he got killed him because he served. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. But you can be like, well, then what's the point of doing that? Like, that's what, like, someone else could be like, I mean, we look at things like, dude, he really loved people that he just died. But, like, what's the benefit of doing that? But, yeah. It's. Just think, if he didn't, I think it's, if he didn't do that, no one would have ever known what he did. Like, right. he he wasn't being dumb. It was, he was so worried about his family and his grandmother who's dying and his mom who's, like, going through that whole business and his dad who is dealing with the insane, uh, He's like he's in charge of La Stampa, which is a political. Uh, I guess he's one of my favorite saints. If you guys can't tell by the way I started talking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, he he didn't <laughs> want to put his suffering upon others, so he just kept it quiet, and so that he wouldn't put a burden on everyone else. You know what, Dom? Dom, you raise a good point because, and and all of these, and I think all of the saints that we read or we talked about today, like this is this is on the, like, if it's not for something bigger, like if it's not for the fact that there is something eternal that's waiting for us, that is heaven, like if it's not for that then all of the critics are right, son. We're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if this exactly. life is the only one we have, like, when somebody looks at it like that, then, yeah, why would these things sound awesome? Like, why does it sound awesome to die for your faith? You know what I mean? Like, for yeah. us, it makes sense because we have, like, an experience. We have a relationship with Christ. But for people who don't see it like that, like, what – actually, what is the value of suffering? Like, what is the value of dying for your faith? So, it is, it's crazy when you try to look at it from an outsider's perspective, but when you start reading about these, these saints and when you start looking into, like, their lives, not, not to say, like, oh, they're God, but just to say, yeah. like, these are people who, who went before me, and, man, just the joy that they received and the simplicity in which they lived their life is inspiring, and they were no less human than we were. For sure. Wow. Whoa. And another thing, like, this it's not like he was always out there doing the pours. Like, I can't do that. I have to find my own. But he did that and lived a normal life as well. He was just yeah. holy in a normal life. Like, my favorite pictures of him are when he's out in the mountains with all his friends and he's got a, a pipe in his hand and... He's got a walking stick and they're climbing like cliff climbing like like no harnesses or anything or he's just chilling with all his friends 
just he was a normal guy but was holy right yes and that's what's awesome about him so inspiring so, yeah. <laughs> okay how about how about we do this we each have a quote from our our saint we're gonna we're gonna vote on who found the best quote okay oh, you want to go first who me yeah easy okay here we go cracks knuckles i'm not actually gonna crack my knuckles but you can imagine me doing that and then taking a bite out of a carrot and then saying this is my same quote so bless pierre giorgio Versace says god gives us health so that we may serve the sick and this is like for this really like speaks to me because it's not only like health and a physical sense but i also see it like he gives us spiritual health he gives us these consolations so that we can help those people who are struggling in in their faith um so that's just a really beautiful image like why is it why is it that i've been so blessed as to like be a missionary and to do all of these crazy things while i if not for the fact that God has a greater mission for me and more people that he wants me to reach with all these things, then it's not like, uh, like it's not selfish. It's actually something that it's an invitation to be selfless. So God gives us health so that we may serve the sick. That's my same quote. I love it. Love you too. Oh, yes. Tom, what you yeah. got, bro? All right, uh, quick question. Are we saying, like, we're not going to talk about our other saints? Is um, that what the plan is? Like, do we have time well, for that? I don't know, because after this, I kind of want to talk about some other things. But if you want to say something quickly, you can. Well, then, I won't talk about my saint. I just want to, we've had only males and. Oh, yeah. I'm no, inspired that's... by this Saint Therese I mentioned her earlier. And I'll just say, no, totally. One quote like, give by us. Her. Wait, well, give yeah, us a run, Give us a rundown. Since you're the guest, all right, all right. You're the guest speaker. You get to do a second saint. Shoot, what an honor. Well, <laughs> Saint Therese. This is little girl who probably was like, well, she died at 24, so she wasn't a girl for her whole life. But basically, she didn't do anything in her life that was big. Nothing. She just, from the age of like five, she knew she wanted to be a contemplative nun and live in a cloister her whole life. And so she went to the Pope at 15 and asked if she could go when you couldn't go until you were at least 18. And she said, wait a little longer, but she ended up like wanting it so badly, like 16 or 17 she was in. And then she got sick. And suffered from, I don't know, it was like tuberculosis or something until she died at 24. And she is probably one of the biggest saints of the church today. And you look at that and you're like, how in the world does someone who didn't even like live out in the world have such a big impact? And the only reason I know about her is I read her book called The Story of a Soul, which we were required to read for spiritual reading and seminary but like there's some parts that i was like super girly because she's a 
she's straight up a girl. But like, she was just saying, she was forced to write her story by her superiors under obedience because she wouldn't have done it unless her superiors asked her. And because she just made these letters or story about her, her own life because her superiors were like, wow, this girl is amazing. Beautiful soul. People, like a priest would, she'd go into confession and like a priest would come out. I don't know if he was in tears, but just like super moved is like, that's the most beautiful soul I've ever seen. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you go into confession and the priest comes out a better person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the type of girl we're talking about. And the reason I want to mention her is because she, she, I'll just read this quote. Remember that nothing is small in the eyes of God. Do all that you do with love. She's famous for her little way of being holy in the little things, in loving God and everything she does. Like, you look into her book and she has normal struggles. She had, like, sisters in her convent that she couldn't stand, and literally, the best thing, in order to not, like, that she would have to run away from this girl in order to not say something back at her. Because, like, she couldn't say anything positive. She couldn't be, she couldn't stand being this other sister's present. And this is a nun, not like a, uh, it's just, she had normal stroke. She didn't, like, people didn't die with people. And, but, like, she, this girl that she didn't like, or the sister, I shouldn't say girl, but, like, this grown nun came up to her and was, like, the one that St. Therese couldn't stand. She's like, why do you smile at me every time you look at me? Like, she even went to her superior and was like, I think St. Therese has a thing for me. But it's because St. <laughs> Therese couldn't stand her so much that she went out of her way to treat her better. She went out of her way to make this girl feel loved, even though it was the hardest for her. And there's so many little stories about that. Or, like, her mom died at a young age, and she was just, like, a crybaby for most of her childhood. And she was the beloved child. And I also want to point out, because, St. her whole family are saints. I'm looking at this card that I found this morning on my grandparents' bedside, and it's of her parents. There's Saints Louis and Zelie Martin. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they're French. <laughs> and they're her parents. <laughs> And they're the first married couple to be canonized together. Goals. That is so awesome. <laughs> and I just want to read the back of it. Because, as we're saying, all these people that we usually talk about, you're like, oh, to be a saint, I have to be a priest. To be holy, I have to go into a nun. Or to be a nun. Or I have to enter a convent or become a monk. But that's not right. true. Like, Pietro de Versace. Marriage is a way. And I just want to read the back of this card about her parents. It says, O oh, loving God, you ordained marriage to be a path of holiness and a sacramental sign of self-emptying love. We thank you for Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, who trod the path together, or trod that path together, walking hand in hand on their journey of faith. The holy love you had sown in their hearts bore abundant fruit for heaven. Lovely blossoms for the church and a particular sweet little flower. Talking about St. Therese. 
By the example of saints Louis and Zelie, may all married couples grow in fidelity, purity, and steadfast love. Through the prayerful intercession of these new saints, may you renew and strengthen the bonds of marriage and family life throughout the world. Amen. And that's a card, the prayer on the back there card. And basically, these parents were so holy. They had like eight or nine kids. Four of them died at a young age because they were in France during the 1800s. So people got sick all the time and died early. But they had five girls who grew up and they all became nuns. And they're all, almost all of them are saints by the church. And maybe like, like, yeah, I was just, like, there's ways, other ways to be holy. Like these parents lived holiness so much that it inspired their five daughters to become nuns. And for me, when I grow up, I want to, like now that I know I'm going to be married, I just want to inspire, so I'm not saying that my kids have to be priests and nuns, but like, I want to be so holy that it inspires my kids to become saints. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I feel that 100. And right now I'm just going to be like Pierre Trudeau for Saudi because he's a baller. I'll smoke a pipe to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. I have to get my pipe. I left it with a friend when I went to seminary. I think Wait, I remember man. you giving it to someone. That was weird. Yeah. Anyway. I can't believe it. I remember that. using it while you were in seminary. Whoa. <laughs> I, I did not agree to that. Hello? <laughs> you know, I, I'm proud to be able to lend my pipe to you. and At least it was in good hands. <laughs> and it was not left to be in dust. Shoot. <laughs> Wait, I want to give my quote. I didn't get to give my quote yet. Oh, uh, that's it. true. You guys just, I, you guys had me out for the count. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. We, we weren't going to worry about you. We're leaving the best for last crap. All right, here we go. St. John Bosco, the man, he said that the principal trap that the devil sets for young people is idleness. Now, what does this mean? Basically, the biggest way... The biggest way the devil attacks young people is by making them think that doing nothing is okay. So, for example, people would think, oh, I'm not doing anything bad, therefore I'm good. No. Wrong. You have to not do anything bad, but also do good things. You can't just sit there and not do... Like, I could just sit in my room all day and not do bad things. I just stare at a wall for my whole life. Does that make me holy? No. Right. Alright. So, do the good, not just avoid the evil. Love that. Yeah, I mean... Love you. That's amazing. Well, because it's, it's about, like, a... It's about being yeah. proactive which I think is something that a lot of young people in our, in our faith, like we're lacking a lot of, like being able to stand up and say, you know what? Like, I do believe that I can set an example in this world that maybe not in a big way, but at least one person can see and maybe change the way they do something because of it. Um, 
And we, when we realize the power that the smallest of our actions have, that's when we're able to like truly be the, the young Catholics that we're called to be. Um, and speaking of that, maybe kind of as we wrap it up, as we have this podcast on our favorite saints, all three of us were missionaries together. And, um, and I think we all in that year had a pretty good opportunity to see um, at least a glimpse of the men we're called to be. And if you could say there's one thing you learned on your, on your mission year, on our mission year, that kind of like was a practical tip on how to be a saint, what would you guys say that was? Hmm. You want to go first, Tom? Me? Yeah. Shoot. There's so much I, I could say. I mean, so, I have one that I'm kind of thinking of if you're thinking. All right, what you got, Jude? So one thing that um, kind of to your point, Christian, on your, your last thing, it's everybody always says like, um, or maybe not everybody says it, but the thing is don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really know like how <laughs> actually nobody says this. <laughs> um what the heck man. Just I, it out. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is um don't don't wait for opportunities to serve others. Like when you see a kid fall off of his skateboard or when you see <laughs> when you see somebody <laughs> drop a glass bowl and help them to clean it up. Happens all um, the time. <laughs> right? Um, like, seek opportunities to serve others. Like, seek the opportunity to, um, like, kind of like Crab was saying, don't just be idle and wait for something to happen. Like, go out and make a difference. Like, look for opportunities to serve other people. Look for opportunities to engage in that conversation. Maybe you don't really want to. Like, be proactive in your faith and try to make Christ present. Um, that's, like, that's my thing. Like, being more proactive. Like, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I don't know if y'all... <laughs> I'm sorry. This could be a little <laughs> off topic. I don't know if y'all have been able to hear this this whole time. But, like... Somebody's had a leaf blower outside of my house for the past like hour. <laughs> I don't know if you're it. it. I just noticed it. Yeah, I heard it? it right as you were saying it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, but it's awesome. Uh, I think it's the best sound. Like, it's like it's, it's a like good background noise. Yeah. It's like yeah. I love sitting in my backyard and hearing a lawnmower in the distance and I'm just chilling. Like it's like I'm at home right now. <laughs> Some yeah, people I guess like rap I enjoy music. That. Don <laughs> likes leaf blowers. <laughs> nah, more like lawnmowers. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't show up in the podcast, and I'm sorry if it does. <laughs> I didn't notice until you mentioned it. Now, <laughs> super loud leaf blower. Oh, all right. Anyways, gosh. all right. My takeaway, the biggest thing I learned from mission year, I would say. Honestly, there's a lot of things like everybody says, but one thing that really stuck out to me is the importance and the beauty of each individual soul that you encounter. So a big, a big problem I had like going into the mission year is like, oh, I want to have an impact on a ton of people, you know, 
I want to give like a single talk and a hundred people are changed from it. But really what I learned is that you really need to focus on the individual um, and making relationships and keeping up with those relationships. And each person you talk to, making them feel like they're special and they're wanted and that they're a child of God. And that was, that was my takeaway from the year. That's awesome. That's huge. I guess what about you, Dom? Dommy? So, yeah. <laughs> so, my takeaway, which I'm no Christian, we've talked about this many times, authenticity. Mm. To be true to yourself always. And I guess I want to tie that into like, don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't be afraid to be Catholic. Don't be afraid to be weak. Uh, like, growing up, especially when you're young, but I realized it doesn't get anywhere. Like, you always have insecurities, always have fear. But you can't let that fear control you. There's so much out there. There's so much love to experience. There's so much to give. There's so much to experience. There's so much to receive. There's so much beauty. That's what John Paul II said when he became Pope, is do not be afraid. And that's exactly, like, his, his whole life. Like, don't be afraid to love God. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Or don't be afraid to realize that you are weak and you need help or you need friends. Because once you let that happen, you'll be truly. I mean, we can all say it. When we were able to find people that we were able to not be afraid with, to be Catholic as missionaries, our lives got so much better. And then once we were able to not be afraid to be Catholic with people that are Catholic, then we were able to go out and not be afraid with people who aren't Catholic. Exactly. To be Catholic. Well put. That was awesome. That was perfectly put. Boom. So I think, um, boys, we should wrap it up. Um, but Dom, I want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast and kind of helping us. Um, and make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram or don't, whatever you want to do. Um, go forth podcast. There's that. You can hit us up. A few people have kind of gave us suggestions, um, gave us topic ideas. So be not afraid to do that. And <laughs> um, guys, I'm so sorry about this leaf blower. It's so loud. <laughs> it's, I have a I have a feeling they're like blowing in your kitchen. Like they sound super close to you. <laughs> My only hope is that some stranger decided to cut my grass so I don't have to do it today. But I know that's not the case. But it really sounds like it's right outside my door. Right now, I'm just imagining you're sitting at your kitchen table and there's a window right behind you. But there's just a dude with like a leaf blower, a lawnmower, and a, like a gas trimmer just like... This is not happening right now. I'm gonna pretend it's not happening and that's the way so, they're making it seem like <laughs> he's like the standing... devil's attempt to annoy me today. 
He's like standing on a ladder outside of your window, blowing on the window. Yeah. <laughs> Just like looking at you, like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now, Christian? Huh? Well, anyways, I can cut that I... toe off of you. <laughs> I can't believe that this has become a thing. This That's, intricate live me having an 11 to cushion to be yourself out in public. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. How about One of these days, I'm going to have to make the picture for the podcast a picture of my normal <laughs> 10 feet, 10 toe feet. Yeah, you just need time to Photoshop it. It's okay, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. But anyway, I. I wanted to give a shout out to Georgia for being the state that listens to um, us the most. Dom's from Georgia, so Dom, hey. keep keep doing your thing, even though you don't listen to the podcast. I, I listen. <laughs> I listen starting this week, the first one and the last one. I'm on a roll. Attaboy. I got the whole sandwich. Oh, you listened to the first one and the last one. Oh man, the first one. Throwback to the first episode. If you listen to that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot to learn about us Um, but anyway okay I just wanted to say thank you all because for me at least like I could say I have all these ideas like I want to make a podcast I could do this I could do that but y'all actually are doing it so thank you it's awesome thank you Dom thank you for being on the episode today Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Super glad to have you. I'll see you soon, hopefully. You're only like eight hours away. That's like a drive and a half. Definitely on FaceTime. Definitely on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. But we'll hang soon. We'll smoke a pipe. Let's do it. You guys I don't want anybody to get making, the wrong idea. You guys just making plans without is. me? Oh, yeah, dude. You're up in D.C. now. Like You're not even important. You got my dog, Huey. <laughs> hey, Huey Bines. Huey Bines. Huey Bines. is his email. He still has the same email from when he was like sixth grade. It's Huggy Beans. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Well, Dom, do you know how we usually uh, wrap up these podcasts? I don't know if you ever made it to the end of one. <laughs> I might have been laughing too hard to really notice. Well, it goes a little something like this. Go forth. The podcast has ended. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.